Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We have now got a month without a game being played, and we know we are inside two weeks until draft day 2020, all fired up for the first round. So not only is it going to be the most watched NFL draft, I think, in the history of the league, odds are, no pun intended, it's going to be the most gambled upon NFL draft in the history of the league. So to break it all down, we bring in one of our gurus. You see this guy all the time on Sports Grid. Finding a way to keep busy despite all the shutdowns. We welcome in my good pal Jared Smith over at the grid. What's happening, Smitty? How are you, buddy? JJ, good morning, good night. Uh, whatever time of day you're, you're, you're enjoying this, uh, it's certainly been an interesting few weeks since we last spoke. Uh, I feel like nothing's changed, you know, because we haven't left our apartments or our, or our homes, uh, but we're still grinded, man. The draft is... Uh, it's going to be probably the most watched sporting event of the year, I would say. Hands down, because we're all bunkered down. We all need something mm. to get our minds off of all this craziness in the world. And listen, you have been doing phenomenal work breaking down the odds that continue to change and continue to evolve. Smitty, before we dive into a bunch of these, how much stock do you put in these lines? Is it what you know the numbers tell you with the draft? Is it what you're hearing from these mock draft analysts? Is it somewhere in between? Like, you know, in many instances, like in an NFL game or in a college basketball mm-hmm. game, you and I can look at a number and say, wow, that doesn't feel right. That line is spot yeah. on. That line is really good. With a draft, I feel it's drastically different. So, like, what is the general approach in trying to nail a bunch of these? Well, the moves have been a lot more drastic than I've remembered in recent years. And I think that's, you know, to your point, I think it's, it's a more bet on uh, marketplace than what we've seen in the past. It's kind of funny. I think FanDuel, and obviously FanDuel is one of the books that, that we use exclusively at SportsGrid. So, you know, that, that's kind of the ones that I've really been monitoring here on the East Coast. And what I've noticed is the moves have not been subtle. 
and we'll we'll read a report, we'll read something that this team likes this player better, and we'll see the odds move almost immediately. Now, you know better than anyone, J.J., at this time, especially at this close to the draft, a lot of the things that get released are smoke screens. They're 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 meant to head fake. It's a, it's a it's a it's a rope a dope like Muhammad Ali. So that what that's what makes it harder as a handicapper is the moves usually do lead me to certain areas, but some moves are very false. They're just not right. So you you have to be on high alert with a lot of these lines and a lot of the odds because you you almost have to make your decisions and stick to them, no matter what moves in the marketplace you see. And that's where your handicapping has to come into play, uh, where the move sometimes can lead you to a, to a certain point. But if, if you trust your gut, if you trust your pick, uh, you know, you just kind of ignore the noise a little bit. Okay, Jerry, let's start with Joe Burrow. You and I both know he's going to be the number one pick, but Cincinnati's got to be what? Like minus 3,000, minus 4,000 to be the team taking them? Like it's got to be an outrageous number. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's crazy. Yeah, well, Joe's 7,000 on right now, Fandle, to go number one. Now that doesn't mean he goes number one to Cincinnati. That just means he goes number one overall. I haven't seen an exact number for Cincinnati's pick. I will say this. The Bengals are incredibly high uh, to, to draft an offensive player. Uh, in that first round so so that right there uh, is your kind of you know ticket that even if they do trade back it'll probably still be in the top few picks and they probably would still be in a position to land Tua if they were able to do that I, I haven't heard a ton about Cincinnati trading out I'm sure they'll get offers but just like the Redskins trading out of two I think you would have to get some kind of offer to trade out of those first two picks to give up a guy uh, like Joe Burrow or Chase Young. So I, I, I think the first two picks, one definitely more than two, is pretty safe. Uh, Cincinnati, it, it would take some kind of you know heaven, heaven and earth moving offer uh, to get them out of that spot. I think it's pretty safe to say that's the one thing we can bank on in this draft is that Joe Burrow will go one to the Bengals. And you feel that confident about Young also going two to Washington? Now, there's obviously the more you slip down in the draft, there's more room to wiggle. I think the Redskins, again, it would have to take some monster offer to get them off of Chase Young. Ron Rivera, defensive coach, obviously he's a guy who brought in Kyle Allen, so they're a little more set at quarterback than, 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 you know, they don't really necessarily need to go look after one of these quarterbacks. So Chase Young makes a ton of sense to them where they are picking in this draft. I, I, I've heard reports that maybe the Dolphins would be interested in two. I don't think they need to get up to two to get to it. Now, maybe there's another mystery team we don't know, I don't think the Chargers have the firepower to get up the two. I think it would have to be some other random team that we're not thinking of right now to come out of the woodworks and make a deal with the Redskins to jump Miami to get up there to get two at two. And then that would leave, uh, you know, a a little bit of maneuvering, uh, you know, in picks three, four, and five if if, if Chase Young was still there. Uh, But I, I haven't heard a ton about watching. I think Detroit at three, J.J., that to me is the pivot spot. That, to me, is where the Lions uh, are going to get the most calls. We've already heard they've gotten a ton of calls, and, and that's where I really think your Dolphins come into play. I don't disagree. And when it comes to the Lions at three, I think it's very simple. Jared, if they're staying at three, I think they're taking Akuda. And I think the line indicates mm-hmm. where you've seen them. You know, I think Akuda is, what, like right around like plus 120? I'm seeing a few minutes ago. Let me see right now. I have it in front of me. I think he's like plus, plus 130. 
to be the number three overall pick, and in two is plus 170. So I think that tells you Lions stay at three, Akuda's their guy, and if Miami or the Chargers or whoever is going to move up, I think that is where you maybe think about firing in on Tua at that third pick. Like, I would not throw in a wager on the over-under for Tua at three and a half. I think you're better off just taking it straight out at three because your odds are going to get more value. Yeah, actually, and it's it's actually kind of unique. We've seen the odds for Tua at three and a half, the under, meaning, and again, read into these picks before you bet him. So under three and a half on a guy means he's going to get taken first, second, or third. And I, I was, I'm actually been surprised. I've seen that market move a lot. So Tua under three and a half is all the way up to plus 170. And, and that speaks exactly to what you're talking about. It's the same value to take him as the third overall pick. So you know, I guess you get a little wiggle room now because if he does, if something does crazy happen at two and he does get taken second, if you bet the under three and a half, you protect that a little bit. And since now it is the same odds that just betting him as the third overall pick at plus 170, it makes sense to just protect it for the same price and go under three and a half just in case madness happens and he is taken second. I will say this. I, I mean, if, if, if we weren't talking about Joe Burrow as the number one pick, I, I'm surprised at Tua. I would be shocked if he was outside of the top three. I mean, this is a quarterback that we've been talking about now for almost three years as the can't-miss prospect. Pro Football Focus rated him as the best quarterback they've evaluated since Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray, all three number one picks, Burrow the presumptive number one. So I, I, I don't understand how Tua falls to four. And actually, that's the most intriguing thing. If the Dolphins decide not to trade up, and Tua's there at four. Now, I know Dave Gettleman doesn't like to trade back, but his phone is going to be ringing off the hook because if Tua all of a sudden drops to four, all of a sudden he's a million dollars cheaper on the slot on the guaranteed money, and it's a lot cheaper to trade up to four than it is to three. You're going to have so many more teams coming out of the woodworks to try to get a guy who literally could be the best quarterback in this draft in 10 years to trade up to four instead of three. So if, if, if the Dolphins decide and, and, and the, the Lions decide just to take a coup at three, if, he, if Tua continues to slip in this draft, it becomes a lot easier for GMs to move up. We got Jared Smith over at Sports Group breaking down the NFL draft and some of the vaguest sense of what you may have with the NFL draft. Okay, you hit on the smokescreen aspect, and I think you're seeing that now, Jared, when it comes to Tua's odds in Miami and with the Chargers – And Justin Herbert, who now is kind of working his way into that mix. You're not buying that idea? You're not buying some of these reports that are out there? And curiously speaking, when it comes to the odds, how much did they move with Herbert becoming maybe more of a likely factor for Miami with the fifth pick? So it's funny. Herbert's odds haven't moved much at all. Uh, He's been pretty locked in at five and a half uh, pretty much the entire time. I've seen a little fluctuation to the over. I, 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 don't think, I, I don't think Herbert's a factor in this conversation. I think Herbert's a great prospect. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised, to be honest with you. I've done some mock drafts myself where I have the Chargers deciding to take one of these you know, big old linemen instead of going Justin Herbert and just you know, throwing their faith in Terod Taylor and maybe taking a quarterback later in the draft. I'm not sold on Herbert uh, as an elite quarterback, I'm not sold on – I mean, maybe the Dolphins do like him over Tua because of injury concerns. But if you just look at the player and you just grade what you see, 
there's no way you can tell me Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. I, I, I just don't buy that. Again, injuries certainly can play a factor, and even Tua is putting out his own smoke screens that he's 100% healthy. He could play today, as he should be saying that. But I just don't buy the fact that Herbert grading him, I, you know, just off the eye test, based on watching film, you can say Herbert's a better quarterback than, 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 than Tua. I, I just don't buy that argument. Okay, Jared, you're hearing a ton about the wide receivers. From a Vegas market, I'm really surprised with the way Henry Ruggs has moved up the ranks. Are, are you surprised that you know he now all of a sudden, from a guy who I didn't think was the number one receiver on his team, I, I thought it was Jerry Judy, yet CeeDee Lamb would put up the monster year at Oklahoma. Now you've seen it some places, right? Henry Ruggs is the favorite to be the first receiver taken. Yeah, it, it, it's actually weird. That has been a marketplace because of how many receivers are, are going to be taken in the first round. That's been a marketplace that has that we've seen a lot of movement in. And I think also because wide receivers in general are very polarizing. You know, you might look at one and, 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 and love him, and, and, and then another one has a similar skill set. Uh, but there's one little thing about them that's different, and you might not. We have two receivers at the top of this draft that I think are very similar Lamb maybe a little bit better yards after the catch. Judy maybe a little more polished route running. I would compare Judy to more of an Odell type, and I would say I would say Ceedee Lamb kind of kind of reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. Ruggs is kind of outside of that. Ruggs is is obviously the fastest wide receiver in this draft, but I think he has a lot uh, of polish uh, that 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 needs to be added to his game. I think there's a team, there's a GM that's going to be able to uh, justify. Uh, overreaching for rugs because of that speed, just kind of like they did with uh, John Ross the other day, uh, the other year uh, with the Bengals. Uh, you know, he probably was drafted a few spots higher than he really should have been. Uh, but then again, I, I think if, if if you have a choice of these three guys, I would not be taking rugs first. Okay, Jared. Now we have a New York audience, as you know. So when it comes <laughs> to the odds, yeah, I mean, you are on WFN in New York. I, I think you know of that. Course. I think I know that. I would hope. I, oh, hope that I know that. You I, was, know, I'm I working was singing for a the jingle in station. my head before I got on. <laughs> exactly. You're singing a theme and everything. Okay. From the Giants' odds standpoint, what are they looking at right now for who that fourth pick would be? Like, from Vegas's standpoint, who is the favorite for that particular pick? So the Giants' odds to me have, to me, gotten very clear. Uh, I've seen their their odds move pretty significantly towards an offensive lineman over the last few days. That's where I'm going with the pick. I got FanDuel uh, at even money uh, for the Giants to draft an O-lineman. I believe it was two or three days ago. It's up to minus 150 now. Now, when it comes to the first draft pick, the actual player, we're seeing uh, Isaiah Simmons and Tristan Wirfs kind of split the difference here. And I I don't buy the smokescreen about Isaiah Simmons. I, I, I don't think – I think that's another one of those kind of things that you just, you know, you, you kind of digest and move on from. I, I don't think Simmons is a guy, to me, that can be taken in the top five. He doesn't have a position in, in the NFL. I mean, he's, a, he's an all-world player, and he was all over the field for Clemson last season. I just don't see him being a guy that really fits into an NFL roster right away. It's going to take some time for him to kind of figure out where he, where he belongs. And I think if you're the Giants and, and you've got, you know, your pick of any of these offensive linemen, and there's four really good ones. Uh, Becton's probably the biggest reach at Louisville. I don't know if he's going to be the fourth pick, but we've seen the Giants reach a little bit in the past at the top of the first round. Now, he's got the biggest upside, I think, uh, Becton from Louisville. Uh, but then you've got Worth from Iowa. You've got Thomas uh, and, and Wills from the SEC. I mean, these are all can't-miss right tackles. I, I don't think 
Dave Gettleman could pass up the opportunity to draft the right tackle of the future at four. I think that would be a mistake if he did. Works to me, is the safest pick. Becton, again, has the highest upside, and you can't go wrong with these two studs in the SEC. Thomas started uh, every game of his career, gave up seven sacks at Georgia, and, and, and Wills is just an absolute beast. I, I would go with one of the hog mollies, J.J. That's, that's, that's how they're listed here uh, on FanDuel. They got him as the best hog mollies available. I know Dave Gettleman loves to say that. I would go O-line for the Giants at four. Now, Jared, from a Jets standpoint, wide receiver or offensive line, to me, if they have a chance to get one of those four linemen, I would take one. I'd get my receivers in the second and the third round. The odds right now, are they more leaning in the direction of a receiver? They lean in more in the direction uh, of one of your hog mollies. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's saying O-line right now, but not by much. I, I think it's a coin flip for the Jets. I think the Jets are in a bit of a different spot because I don't think they're going to get their pick of these offensive linemen. So they might grade Werfs ahead of Becton or Thomas. Uh, ahead of Wills. I don't know what their exact draft board looks like. My guess is they do have their choice. I've heard a little, a little bit of chatter about Wills uh, that, that points me in that direction. Right now, he's actually the, one of the lowest uh, O-linemen on the board uh, for the Jets at plus 700. I think that's a good pick because I think, I think he'll be there at 11. And again, if he's not there, I, I mean, there's a decent chance that a lot of, a lot of GMs have your sentiment. And, and they think, listen, these wide receivers a little bit over, overvalued. And, and I've done some research on some previous number one wide receivers over the last three or four years. It's about 50-50 hit or miss uh, in terms of, you know, upside. You know, we've, we've, we've seen some busts in there. We've seen some Laquan Treadwells in there. We've seen some Josh Doxons in there. We've also seen some Amari Coopers in there uh, and some Will Fullers, and, and some would argue about him, you know, based on his health. But we, we, we've seen guys really not perform up to their first-round grade at wide receiver. O-line's a different story. If you're drafting a O-line in the first round, I would say 75-80%, you've got a pretty high success right there. I would go O-line if there's someone there. If Wills is there at 11, that's where I'd go. But if the Jets are in a spot where they don't have their number one offensive lineman on the board, I don't have an issue with them taking Jerry Judy. But again, if, if, if all things are equal and you're one, one of your big hog mollies is there at 11, I don't understand how you don't want to, again, protect Sam Darnold keep him upright clearly that was the issue last year they made some adjustments in the offseason and, and they made some additions at, at o-line but i don't think they did enough really to, to solidify it if they get another big time tackle i think that would really shore up the line that's where i go the odds are kind of pointing you there but again it's tougher at 11 because we just don't know who's going to be there Jared Smith over at Sports Grid. Okay, Jared, before we get you out of here, and I know that this list is going to change a ton for you between now and next Thursday, but I can basically guarantee you have thrown a couple of wagers in already. So for the WFAN audience that is waiting with bated breath, what Love are it. some of the draft day props that you would lock in right here and right now? So I don't understand how there's uh, it's minus money to have a running back drafted in the first round. To me, that's crazy. Uh, we haven't really seen a ton of top-flight running backs in this class. I think DeAndre Swift is the best of the bunch, but I don't think he's a first-round back. I, I, I grabbed under uh, a half running backs in the first round at plus 198. Uh, to me, that's obviously been the trend we've seen, less running backs taken early, and you're getting plus money on something that I think is a, is, is, is a fairly safe bet. I also, I'm telling you, I, I, I really think Herbert is, is kind of over, overvalued here, uh, over five and a half to me. I don't think there's any chance that he gets taken in the first five picks. So as, as much as people are saying Herbert might go over two, I don't see that happening. Herbert over five and a half. 
uh, and under a half running backs in the first round. Giants taking O-line's a good pick as well. And then the position of the Eagles' first pick I thought was interesting. Uh, their top five guys on the board are all wide receivers. So I grabbed wide receiver at minus 200. I think that's a fairly safe bet as well. It's kind of weird. You can, you can find value sometimes in some of the minus money, which I know kind of goes against what we normally talk about. But some of these picks are just almost locks. Uh, and, and, and if you can find a right price, I think there's some value there. Jared, I'll be rooting like crazy for that Herbert over <laughs> five and a half because I don't want to see him with the fifth pick for the Miami Dolphins. There so you go. I yeah, hope yeah, that ends up the being pick. the pick that you dial in because I'll celebrate it. I almost, from my like heart and my like years of being a Dolphin fan and all of the wrong choices over the years, I have like the worst feeling in the world that could happen. So I'm hoping that your Vegas sense kind of talks the Dolphins in the direction yeah. they should be going. So, do you yeah. think? Do yes. you think Herbert's the guy? Do you think Herbert's the guy? No, I for, think for, it for should be Tua. I think it's very simple. I think the yeah. Dolphins but at you either five or three need to Herbert. go and get Tua. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I don't. Buy, I don't buy that. That you know, the, the Dolphins are looking at this tape and they're like, "Oh yeah, we like Herbert over Tua." Like, what tape are you watching? I mean, See, I'm that's not what a scout I keep asking. I watch the tape. Jared, you watch college football. I watch page. college football. Based <laughs> upon everything we have seen in games, how could anybody with a straight face, assuming both of these guys are durable, that is the only thing yeah. you could say in that's favor of Justin thing. Herbert is that you like his body and his prototype more. But when it comes to playing, it's not even close between these two guys. No. Herbert's got the better arm. I don't doubt that. But there's so much more to playing quarterback in the NFL than having a good arm. I watched the cut-up of Tua, and we got a lot of time on our hands uh, here in quarantine. Uh, I-, I watched the cut-up of Tua's game against Ole Miss and how he picked apart the zone defense. And, and it, uh, they do a great job with, obviously, the tapes when you can really break down all the angles. And how he attacks zone defenses. I mean, it's, it's Drew Brees-like. I mean, he's, he's the left-handed Drew Brees. I mean, the guy is, is an absolute machine at breaking down defenses. To me, that's the difference. Herbert's a thrower. Herbert has the arm strength. Herbert's got the body. Tua is a quarterback. We know we talk about in pitching the difference between a pitcher and a thrower. Tua's a pitcher. He's not a thrower. And, and that's who I want. I want a guy who's going to think at the position uh, at quarterback in the NFL. Jared Smith, you can check him out over at Sports Grid. Unbelievable perspective. Draft-wise, Vegas-wise, all that combined into one. And, Jared, we may have to check in maybe after the draft that Friday morning and see how we did, my friend. Yeah, I've got a mock draft that I'm going to put out there the night of the draft. I'm not going to do every pick. I'm probably going to do the top 15, and then I'll do positions for the bottom half because it just gets so crazy at the bottom. And then uh, I, I I think I've got some good props here. I'll probably give out some more before the draft next Thursday. Tremendous. Thanks for staying up late. Appreciate it, man. Have a wonderful day, all right? Anytime, brother. Good stuff, JJ. Be well. There you have it. The great Jared Smith. Smitty, check him out over at Sports Grid. I hope and pray that he is right on Herbert over five and a half. And my, like, gut sinking feeling in my stomach is wrong. Because the sinking feeling in my stomach is that next week I'm going to be miserable. I hope I'm wrong on that. Because I want to be in a good mood on draft day. I really do. I, I don't want to be miserable. And the Justin Herbert pick would make me miserable. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. 
They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.